Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Dan. I'm Opie. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. And I'm Tinzian. Dave remains on assignment. (laughs) And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, January 6th. And this is episode 36 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast and featuring members of the Geek Bits Podcast. This is actually part two in our final episode called Sacrace of Death. In this section, we had just concluded the upper section where we had closed the portal and fought several bad guys, including a priest. And Thorn had a hand contaminated by death touch. And myself and he ran towards a shadow creature that was attacking Cesar and Bosk and killed it with the death touch. At that point, Bosk wandered over to the pit below and heard someone calling his name. It sounded like a child and saw some sacrifices being made down there. So he is looking at the edge of the pit. Caesar, uh, Thorn, and Xanatari are kind of near the edge of the pit, and Deros is also in that general area. And that's where we will pick up with this week's episode, our final episode of The Keep on the Shadowfell. Uh, Caesar. Sorry, muted. Hey. Uh, what would you like to do? You see Daros going over there. Uh, Bosk is now trying to get himself climbing. Well, uh, with one shadowy blob almost shiving me, I'd like to look around the room one final time, maybe make a perception check to see if I can see any other threats before joining the rest of the party. Okay, go ahead and roll for... Did you see? Okay. Whatever is the appropriate active and or passive at this point. (laughs) I rolled my active perception and got a 13. Okay. The only threat that you can see is otherwise Thorn, but otherwise the room appears to be uh, secured. Okay. Have to be a service. (laughs) Okay. So you mosey on over. I do. the pit. Okay. Um... Being the artificer and stuff like that that you are, you are able to tell by smell that uh, the streams are blood. Take a, a take a lick of one with my finger. Yep, yep. <laughs> <And> silver. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, ha- having having done the whole hell uh, slavery bondage thing, uh-huh. you're probably familiar with that Just whole thing. So, yeah. yep. Uh, this stuff is fresh. Oh. And charged. Okay. This is, this is, there is something actively utilizing this stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Thorn, you've just been slapped with your own hand. Hmm. I am ashamed. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've. I, I'm not sure what to do at this point. Um, I guess, given that my hand is normal now, and that was over really fast... Could be normal. I'm gonna... Could be normal. Um, I'm gonna join everyone else, presuming that it's safe. But okay. stand back, because, let's face it, I don't think everybody trusts me now. Okay, so you're going to stand back behind everybody else at the edge of a large pit and think they're going to trust you. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> no, well, the, the, the reason I'm standing back is because I don't want to get pushed in. Mm. So, so, you okay. see my point? 
Yeah. All right. So everybody else, uh, Thorn is standing back, eyeing the pit as if he's going to push you all in. Good. Uh, Xanatari. I think I would wander over and kind of stand behind everyone and go, what are we looking at? <laughs> okay. Uh, Bosk. Yes. You're able to get out um, on the chain, and uh, Daros has confirmed that the chain is still secured to the side of the pit, so that you'd be somebody would be able to uh, move the chain back to the side as needed. You, being the somewhat military guy that you are, uh, I view this as a fairly simple process of you being able to get down to the bottom if you okay. wish. All right. Um, so you're, um, I presume, boss, that you're not going to do anything silly like a fast repel. No. Type. Okay. No. So you're, you can get yourself down there and, uh, you wind up, uh, roughly knee deep in, um, uh, at the bottom in, in blood. Mm-hmm. A, a pool of, a 20 foot wide pool of blood. Ew. Okay. Ew. Uh, to your west, you see another altar. Uh, this one is a couple, uh, couple times larger than the one that was above. There is an armored figure that appears to be doing some sort of ritual at the altar. And there is a form that appears to be on the altar that is struggling as much as it can against its bonds. Hmm. You swear that it sounds like there may be kids or something sobbing behind the altar, as well as from the figure on the altar. Okay. Um, To your north, however, there appears to be another portal, this one surrounded by rock. And it seems like something or some things, and this portal is much larger than the one upstairs, is trying to break through this sort of membrane-type material. Hmm. Like, is it a magical material or an actual physical, like, sort of rubberish membrane material? It's sort of like a rubberish thing, but it's it's magical. It's, it's that magical. kind okay. of gooey whatever. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. I understand. Okay, so basically, um, boss kind of looks to the west, and and I, I think he can put two and two together that this is a sort of a, uh, a sacrificial um, uh, layer, and looks like the sacrifices, um, the blood that he's standing in is the sacrifices' blood. So it looks like the more sacrifices that are made are to bring whatever is trying to come through this portal through this portal. Um, the uh, but I, the blood, uh, by the way, in the pool does seem to be channeled towards um, that portal. Okay. Um, boss would like to relay what he's seen um, up, uh, even though it may alarm whoever it would alarm. I'd like to yell to Daros that um, Daros, there is uh, there seems to be some in it or wrongdoing or evil. I don't know how to explain how they're sacrificing children. Can I just say they're killing kids? down here or something and uh i'm going to need some help i'm going to can you tell everyone to come down as quick as possible you got it we'll do yes okay <laughs> as 
Bosk is shouting out, the figure at the altar turns and laughs Uh somewhat maniacally and shouts in a voice that can be heard by even those up above the pits. Ah, at last a sacrifice has been drawn down. Hmm. The figure that is on the altar stops struggling and, in fact, stands up on the altar. Great. We've been tricked. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) The Admiral Akbar Appreciation Society is correct. Hmm. A decayed form points towards Bosk. Hmm. and begins moving from the altar towards him. Claws, clawed hands, extended, and perhaps the most pleading and most innocent voices begging for Bosk to come and save it. (laughs) Okay. Is it still my turn, or are we going to everyone else? We're going no. to everybody else. Okay. Boss, no. Daros. That's me. You being the Nightwalker. Uh-huh. <laughs> in this case, uh, moving the chain back into position where one can get at it if they wish to is a minor action, not a full. Okay, well, hearing the laugh and... Uh... Sensing danger, uh, Daros would get down there uh, next to Bosk uh, as quick as possible. So I'd be the next one down the chain to help him out. Okay. Um, are you doing anything funky as far as climbing, or are you just going to Just, uh, not really, just grabbing the train, sliding down as quick as possible to get down there to help him out. Okay. Can I do before I go um, a stealth check, or go into stealth? <laughs> He's going to stealth down the chain. Uh, Negative ghost walker. (laughs) Negative ghost walker. (laughs) He's not riding. (sighs) I don't have a ride anymore. (laughs) You don't have a ride anymore. It's ghost walker. (laughs) Ghost hitchhiker. Ghost walker, Texas Ranger. Yes! Ghost bus rider. (laughs) Greyhound. This podcast is not sponsored by Greyhound Bus Tours. That'd be awesome if it was. Mm. All right. But yeah, just get got down there to help him out. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cesar. Same. I'm going to get down there. Okay. Uh, anything special that you're going to do on the way down? Or... Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Cesar, down. Uh, Bosk is already down there. Xanatari. Can the ranged people reach the bottom of the pit by standing at the top? Can they shoot that far? Negative. No. Okay. Okay. Um, Xanatari would poke her mace into the back of Thorn and urge him toward the chain with speed and say, you go first and then follow him down. Okay. Thorn? Hmm? Hmm? Um... I noticed that you don't ask me whether I'm going to do anything fancy, because um, you know I would. Thorn, are you going to do anything fancy? 
I'm glad you asked, Dungeon Master. I'm going to do a, a triple, um, what do they call it? Somersault. Um, backwards. Um, landing in a split formation. <laughs> uh, followed by a pirouette. I don't. I fall down the bit. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. let's see, for the height of that, as I roll d10s, <laughs> and we will subtract 1d10 from the damage due to hitting the blood. <laughs> I'm not healing your ass first. Darrow's is first. Wait, what? What just happened to me? <laughs> I <laughs> said I'm healing you here. first. I'm not healing Thorn for stupidity. 32 well, points of damage, Thorn. Oh. For those up, for for those up top, uh, there is the large splash and uh, resulting belly flop tidal wave of blood. Yay. Yeah, all over the people that are there. Uh, Thorn, two so, points of damage. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. That leaves me uh, six. <laughs> I'm good. Thorn. Yeah. It goes without saying, you are bloody in the body. And everyone else is bloody too. He's just like, guys, I'm gonna come help too! Oh god! (laughs) (laughs) Now there will forever be the question of, did Xanatari do something up there? I didn't push him! (laughs) (laughs) They'll, They'll never know. I'll just tell them otherwise. Someone as graceful as me with my uh, my beautiful dexterity could never fall like that. Now, would everyone please that's down below please roll a dexterity check because we have to see if, if he fell on you. <sighs> roll a d20 if you are already in the pit. I look at Bosk and I look at Daros and Cesar. Nine. Okay. Six. Daros, roll a d20 please. I will. I'll do it right now. Hold on. God, my phone keeps going to black, and then I go back into the app. Okay, here we go. D20. Mm-hmm. I rolled an 11. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Thorn, uh, you do make contact with Bosk. However, he is in full armor. And the <laughs> arm that you had the cursed hand upon is now broken as it uh, cat as it connects on your way down with his uh, pauldron. What did I do? Do Superman fists on the way down? Probably. I was over away. Ah! Oh. Can you imagine? Vasquez just standing there, and all of a sudden he looks up, and this huge wolf thing falls on his head. <laughs> you, 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 you just hear a clang. Um, Bosk, you hear a cl- you hear a clang, and you feel something connect with your. Uh, your one of your pauldrons, but um, yeah. you don't take any damage because uh, yeah, you're good there's like a that. Big, and so there's a big bloody wet ball of fur flailing around at the bottom of the pit. Yes, um, basically you feel it hit, and then suddenly the blood comes up over you because mm-hmm. he's just belly flopped uh, a good fifty feet into the. Out of curiosity, do I take any more damage for hitting balls? Um, I will, for the sake of uh, for the sake of the story, and conclude that part of that damage that you took was uh, from, right, from that you. happening. But you you have a broken arm now. Okay, so I can't fight. 
Great. You should have cut your hand off. Um, <laughs> it would have been easier, I must admit. However, do roll for System Shock. So I'm going to roll a versus your fortitude a 13. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, uh, exactly my fortitude. Okay, you you continue to somehow function despite the shock and near fatal um, damage done to you. Um, hey guys, I'm helping. <laughs> guys, I want to be part of the team too. Seriously. <sighs> oh boy. And uh, if if we wish to make any uh, Romanian or Russian Olympic joke, judges uh, jokes about judges, um, this is the appropriate time. If not, we'll continue moving. <laughs> I've already given him a seven point five. Okay, very good. I see that in chat now that I fired the window back open. All right. Uh, everybody else makes it down. Xanatari comes down. Looking, of course, immediately guilty as if she has some great secret to hide, perhaps pushing Thorn. <laughs> Actually, no, she doesn't, but... Um, Xanatari, when you get down to the bottom of the pit, where do you want to set up? How large is the circle again? It's a 20-foot wide pool. Okay, I want to be behind Bosk, but close enough to strike. Okay, very good. Uh, the figure that is charging uh, reaches the party and uh, melee can begin. If everyone would roll a d20, we're going to do for initiative. Four. Okay. Are we uh, adding our initiative 20. bonus? That's a real Oh, we got a natural 20. I got okay. 17 total. So did I. So six. Oh, total? Or, um, what's the go? Are we adding well, our I, initiative bonus? Yeah, you should. I yeah? Thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that makes me 26. Okay. Oh, we make sure you add your initiative bonus to your 20. Oh. Uh, initiative. Got nine. Five. So 25. Okay. Since you guys actually probably kept track of that, and I was not distracted by uh, reading some bit of evil, um, let's go ahead with the first number, uh, Bo um, Thorn. You're going to go last oh, okay. at this point, because um, you've just taken one hell of a wallop. Because you're writhing in agony on the ground. So I believe it is Bosk. Um, I'm going to move, I'm going to advance on the creature, okay. move into a melee basic attack, please. Okay. Are you in any particular stance in this period of time? Uh, no. Okay. Um, let me roll here for a 19. Okay, very good. You hit. 14 on damage. Okay, very good. Uh, you strike solidly. And the rest of the party is, while Bosk is engaging... We'll see that the figure that was on the dais um, has started to move towards the party and drawn um, two swords. Uh, Bosk, you mm -hmm. are wielding um, Sir Calarel's blade, right? Yeah, the talking sword. Yeah. Okay. Eris is its name. Eris, yes. 
Yes, you. The sword uh, basically springs to um, a full-on battle rage sort of uh, glow. All the runes uh, light up on the sword. It basically you get the feeling of go, 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 just go, go, gadget, sword. Yeah. Yeah, basically, this this sword is this is the here and this is the now, and uh, it's basically gone berserk um, once it hits this creature of evil. Okay. So, am I defending this, or I mean, is this 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 is this you you take this as a good thing? Okay, so once I struck it, it draws swords. No, once once you struck it, the the sword basically flared into this, you know, just powerhouse type reaction. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm just like super. You have the punk. power of Grayskull. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I took it as the the enemy drew swords. Okay, I understand. No, now. Ba- no. Bas- basically, you hit and it did the whole Iathundera thing. Right. Gotcha. And it, and it just feels like the perfect weapon, and the weapon's like, yes! That was good. So it liked striking that. Okay, great. Yep. Um, so does that give me an extra roll? Does it give me any kind of bonuses other than just like a buff for the next round? Not at this point in time. It, gives, it may give you something for the next round, but for what you just hit, you just hit. I kind of, boss kind of looks at the sword and kind of gives it like the, the eyebrow, one eyebrow up and thinking, hmm, well, that's, uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> and I, I just close my grip tighter on the sword as uh, as I feel pretty much, uh, you know, not enraged, but uh, heroism. Yeah, you you hear war chants, you know, whatever whatever you want to picture in your mind. It's just like suddenly, okay. like the whole dwarven army just woke the hell up and started chanting. All right, so Bosk is pumped up. Uh, next in the line, please. I think it is me with seventeen. Okay. Uh, I guess I would move in with Bosk on the target. Okay. Um, of course, using ambush tricks so I can get combat advantage on the target. Yep. Um, there are two and... targets right now, right? There are, there two, are two. And now, is the other target... Uh, ambush trick allows me to have combat advantage over enemies that are within five squares. Okay. So is it is that target within five squares? Not yet. Okay. All right. So I'll attack the same target that... Uh, uh, Opie, and do basic melee. Is this a new encounter? Yes. Okay. Alright, rolling... Oh, I don't know. 15... 17, 18, 19. Hits. Okay. Uh, and that means I can use my sneak attack. Rolling. It's going to give me 11, 18... 19 does your damage. Attack, does your sneak attack require stealth? No, it does not. Okay. Sneak attack just has to grant me combat advantage, as long as I have combat okay. advantage. Uh, did that hit? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah, 19 damage. Yep. Uh, 19 damage, you said? Okay. We must be granted combat advantage. Alright, and I'll do backstab on the target as well. Okay. So, it's going to be another d20 roll. 2, 5... 17, 18, 19 again. Very good. Okay, and that's just a D6. Uh, an extra one point of damage. <laughs> mm. 
That so. extra one point of damage was perhaps enough. You're you're not Ooh. quite certain in your ballet of death. Um, if you want to take a, a moment to describe your uh, your actions in detail as this creature re-expires, uh, go ahead. Uh, just moved in quickly around boss, sinking my sword into a very vital point on the target, and uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, it's not very colorful. <laughs> Uh, I took a sword and I stabbed it and it died (laughs) true story (laughs) true story (laughs) we shall call that the muted combo forever in history (laughs) sorry you caught me off guard grandpa grandpa tell us the time you did the attack of meh (laughs) (laughs) meh Well, son, sit right down. I went in, had a sword, and stabbed it. The end. <laughs> oh, Grandpa, you're our hero. <laughs> I want to be mediocre too when I grow up. Right. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Um. Next, please. Miss Cesar. I had a nine. I had a six. Okay. <clears throat> So, right now we only see the one target, which was the priest-like one, right? The one that was... Well, this is, a, this is an armored priest-type form sort of deal. The one that drew two swords. Yep. Okay. I am going to use a daily attack on him. I'm okay. going to use my life-tapping darts. Okay. So, I launch that cartridge in... And I attack. Okay. Let's see. It's versus reflex. Okay. 23 versus reflex. It hits. Okay. So I aim and I fire a barrage of darts into its chest. And then as the cartridge is running out, I count out the darts in the last two I turn and fire them into Daros' back, and he gains <laughs> ten temporary hit points from those two. Okay. Ooh, nice. And the, guy, and the guy takes 2d10 plus 5, so... Let's move back up to 37. Is this considered holy damage? Uh, it is arcane. Okay. The damage is just 13 untyped damage. Okay, very good. Awesome. Uh, Xanatari. Question before I attack. If I have a daily, it means I can use it once a day, but can I use other dailies as long as I don't use that one again, or does it just mean one daily per day? That one power per day, but if you have three dailies, then knock yourself out. Ah, okay, just checking. For the, if you want to know for the actual rules, the, that, that's correct. But if you have an item that gives you a daily power, you can only use one item daily power per day. Okay, makes sense. That's just for the future. Good to know. Thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. I will um, attack the target that everyone else is attacking, and I will want to examine him before I do that and see if he's undead or um, just try to determine what sort of creature he is. Clearly undead. Clearly undead. Okay. All right. 
Alright, I will... Clearly undead, clearly undead, and if it... You also get the... Slide. While doing your, your quick scan, that if you were to attempt to make sense of what is coming through the north portal, uh, you'd lose your mind. So, this is less evil than the portal, but it's undead, and it wants to kill you. There's another thing, though, that's up there, and and is that what you're referring to as the portal? No, uh, there was... You, you guys are facing the west. You're being attacked from the west. Okay. There's, to the north, there's a huge portal that something is trying to get through. But there's another creature in the room besides this minor guy in the portal, is there not? No, you just killed it. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, Souther just killed it. Okay, okay, no, just um, checking. sorry. Daros just killed hey. it. Okay, just checking. It was so meh, I forgot to who to give credit That's to. That's right, it was the meh. Okay. <laughs> just checking that there's no one else here okay. besides this guy. Okay. No, he, he, this, is it, this is it. Okay, I would like to use my daily, and I will roll hey. to hit... When you give your daily power, explain what it is, because uh, we haven't used those too often. Okay. Um, wow. <sighs> Fifteen total against AC. Okay, you hit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use Divine Castigation, which I pray the prayer of castigation, which fuels my mace attack, leaving my foe at my mercy each time it lashes out against me. And the awesome thing about this is, until the end of the encounter, whenever this target attacks myself or any of my allies, it provokes an opportunity attack from me. So now I will roll for damage. Now, is this a physical attack or is this a ranged attack? It says it fuels my attack, and since I'm using a mace, I would assume it's a physical attack, okay, but it's so a cleric you, you, power. So you have moved out from behind Bosk, and you have... Struck it moved, with the mace. ...moved to... It's Divine Radiant Weapon, so that's as it's classified. Okay, but, but I just want to make sure. You've moved from out behind Bosk, and you've moved ahead, and you've engaged physically this... Yes. This, okay. okay. Continue. And it says plus five radiant damage, if that helps, but... Yep. Okay, let me roll for Hitting... 16 total. Okay. Um, if anybody's got a calculator, triple that. Okay. How much? 48. So 32, that'd be uh, 48. 48 points of damage. Uh, go ahead, and it's not a critical in terms of death, but uh, it is most worthy of a narrative, if you wish, the Atari. Okay. Uh, moving closer and... Smashing into its neck area with my mace, a flash of light beams out and melts him to death with radiant energy. Okay. Uh, the creature still persists, uh, but you have dealt a heavy, heavy blow, and your god rewards you with a burst of thunder and lightning. In fact, a storm seems to be generating in the portal. Sorry, in in the room itself above. Clouds start to form and lightning strikes at random spots around the room. Okay. I want to do a minor as well, just letting you know, which I think everyone's going to know what it is. Um, Darius, are you full up now and healed? Yeah, uh, those darts gave me back up to 37. Yeah. Okay, I will healing word... Thorn with a look of disgust and roll for. He gets four bon- bonus points to his healing surge. Mm, let's see. 
Uh, that makes it ten. Which gives me back sixteen points. So I'm still bloodied. So wait, that gives me makes puts me at twenty. Cool. Okay. Very good. Um, Thorn. Yep. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna pick myself up off the ground. So I guess that's my that would be my minor action. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm going to use my daily power. Okay. Um, on the big thing that's still persisting. Okay. Okay. So this is my storm of spirit shards, which hits on a eighteen. Okay, you hit. Okay, so that one one d ten, so five plus two d six, eight plus five, so um thirteen damage. Okay, is that classified as anything particular damage? Um, no. Just as it's a primal weapon. Okay. Very good. Bosk. Yes. Is this thing not dead yet? <laughs> it, it, is, it is not dead yet, and it is awaiting your uh, attention. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with my... Uh, I'm going to go with my power strike, which is my encounter action. Um, I push myself beyond normal limits and unleash a full wrath against the foe. Um, it's pretty much uh, target takes one extra weapon damage from the triggering attack. Um, so basically I'm going to go ahead and roll an attack roll here okay. and uh, see how that goes. It's probably going to suck it up. You get a plus 10, by the way, on your attack roll. Um, okay. This this sword is driving you forward. Okay, so roll the nine um, from the the d twenty. Okay, so that's roll nineteen. Or is that? Oh, you mean damage? Nine. Wait, no, 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 I no, get no, nine. Nope. Oh. Nope. Um, roll. You rolled a nine. Add uh -huh. your add your whatever your weapon is normally, right. and uh -huh. then add ten on that. Okay, so that's nine, eighteen, twenty-eight. Okay, you hit. And then uh, let me go ahead and do my. Uh, Sorry, I'm using an app here. Um, oh, man. Low damage again. Um, let me add my damage up real quick. Uh, 14 again. I rolled another 14 for damage. Okay. Um, go ahead and narrate out a death strike of however you want uh, involving the sword. And your own yes. whatever, and uh, um, make it worth it because this is the last guy. I come around with uh, a sh after watching uh, the attacks from my uh, my colleagues. I come around with my shield and kind of do a, s a swooping backhand by uh, distracting the the monster with the shield first, and with an overhand um, charge, I c split the uh, I hit the uh, monster dead in whatever you would call the head portion, um, splitting, splitting the skull area, um, <laughs> pretty much in half. Um, and I don't come completely f through, but my sword stops about the, uh, about the chest area. And I put my foot up on the carcass and push it down to the ground as I unleash the, uh, the sword from the chest. 
the sword having uh, pulsed an intense white as it reached the conclusion of its cutting slice driven by uh, Bosk. The figure as it is, is turned to dust by the time that the armor and other bits have hit the floor. There is an immediate sort of sucking sound as the portal to the north begins to constrict and shrink rapidly. There's almost a desperate sound of scraping and uh, howling from the portal area as this is happening. Within a minute or two following combat, the portal will be gone. I'm curious. We've still got that other rod up the top, right? Mm, there's... No, it's in the pool. Where you guys are at. Pool? Somewhere. It went somewhere. to the red liquid and then the blood washed it down somewhere. We don't know where, though. What if we search for it and put it put the rod into the portal? But <laughs> Stop putting the rod in the portal! But, but don't, don't touch it with, like, well, not touch it, but just, like, don't put our hand in the portal. Just, like, sort of throw it in, I guess. You'd have doesn't, to... Does Thorn need one of those rods or something? He wanted oh, it wait, for his I people, remember? That's why I'm yeah, confused why so. you gave it to the bad guy, but you were compelled to do so. Well, alright, well, if that's the case, I mean, we're out of combat. I'm going to do uh, a perception check and actively look for the rod. Okay. Uh, um... That's, uh, 15? 16. Okay, you are not able to locate anything in this round. Uh, Bosk, by the way, the, um, blade on sword is no more. You are holding a hilt at the end of all this, uh, action. Hmm. There is an extreme. Aww. There is an extreme sensation of of peace at last, as if um, a curse or something was lifted from the area before the blade uh, vanished. Okay. Um, there are down here a. There is uh, upon investigation. Um, Thorn, are you going to keep? Checking around for the rod while everyone else investigates, or yes, okay. Um, so Thorn is digging around, splashing around in in the blood. He's obviously looking for something. Uh, there is a treasure chest to the side of the dais that uh, is not trapped and is partially open already. There are the twin blades of the um, creature that you just, uh, the boss just dispatched and the rest of you um, assisted with. And there is a set of, it's not like a combination between a half plate of plate armor and scale armor that uh, the creature was wearing. 
Hmm. Um, if anyone wishes to investigate... Cesar goes and checks the treasure chest. Okay. Yeah, I can't use the blade armor, so I don't need that. Um, okay. Bosk will take up the blade armor. Okay. <laughs> Zanatar will roll against Bosk. Okay. <laughs> it's own. Uh, then both of you roll d20. I'm gonna roll a new one. I can't wear it. Just to beat you guys. 16. Mm, 13. Okay. I assume uh, before we. Before. um, I might not need it, Bosk, if. If the two swords don't end up both going to Dan. Or Daniel and Darrow. Steros uses this short sword. I don't know what. I think right. Thorn is an archer, so. Mm hmm. If Cesar doesn't need a sword, we may nope. negotiate and give you some of that armor instead, because you're the tank. <laughs> we'll negotiate. We'll negotiate. <laughs> Before we um, loot, though, I think it might be good if we have some reaction to the fact that we just like saw two huge bad guys and then a portal close. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? We're like, we're like, okay, bad guy dead. <gasps> Loot! Party time with uh, the loot! Coming from an MMO environment, we're all about the <laughs> I know, we're like, get the loot, get out before the dungeon closes. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I will say the clo- <laughs> we'll say the portal closed before all of the day's work. <laughs> <laughs> Second portal, been there, done that. Okay, uh, then we open the floor up. Uh, Xanatari? Xanatari would wander over to the wall where the portal was and look at it the blank wall and kind of ponder the the oddness of that and and just look to make sure it's really closed. Okay. Uh, there's, from what you can tell, either from a sense arcane or an arcana check or anything else like that, uh, there does not appear to be anything presently there. Um, you feel that the... Uh, ring of stone that it was contained in could be an anchor point, but there is actively nothing going on right now. Okay. Um, she would raise her mace and start smacking at the stone as hard as possible, just kind of in, I guess, a reaction, a freak out because of the whole really scary situation we were just in and the fact that we survived, um, all this entire keep and, uh, kind of just randomly hit the stone over and over and over sort of a de-stressor okay are you trying to just beat on it or are you trying to chip or are you trying to break stone what what are you trying to my visual is that it's a sort of stone wall in the middle of of space and that it could be knocked over it's not like against the wall so conceivably if enough of it was chipped out it might collapse okay all right, so you you can go on beating that uh, wall for a bit, and we will come back to you, Bosk. Um, Bosk is still looking at the hilt in his hand, and kind of in amazement that it took that much of a a strike. And he will uh, just go over and help Zenitari, um as he drops the hilt. Is there any rocks or anything I could pick up and help her bash? With that, sure. What she's bashing with, yeah. I'm just gonna find a stone or my shield or something to help her bash. Okay. Um, you said that you dropped the hilt though, or did you yes. put it in your pack, or I just else? dropped the hilt. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, we will return to you guys after 
Uh, Daros. Uh, well, Daros, after the battle is done, is just kind of chill, relax, calming down, uh, and uh, feeling like their quest is complete. Kind of has a little weight off his shoulders now, you know, kind of, kind of coming out of that trance of just being heightened the entire times, and feels like the uh, major threat may already be gone. And then is kind of puzzled, staring at Genesis. <laughs> Sorry, Xanatari and Boss beating at a rock wall. <laughs> like, what is wrong with those two? <laughs> I, I have a question for you. I forget yeah. Matt's character's name, but are you the one Kirk. carrying Kirk? Are you carrying Kirk's brooch or anything? Yes, I have something to do with that, don't worry. Okay. Alright. Uh, let's see. Cesar. Well, Cesar still doesn't really know where he is. He appeared halfway through the middle of this dungeon or whatever, so he doesn't really understand the significance of what they've done, but he uh, looks around, doesn't really see any more immediate threats. He uh, swings his crossbow back onto the back of his back and and says uh, to the others, Well, uh... There we go. He sort of dusts his hands off on each other and, and said, uh, I guess that wasn't uh, too bad in general. Didn't didn't lose anybody. And uh, he goes and starts poking around uh, where the altar was and see if he can see anything interesting there, any arcane dealings or artifacts or spell books or anything that he could learn from or be interested in. Okay. Word. Uh, I will get back to you then after Cesar and Thorn. Um, I'm going to do another active perception check to try and find this rod because I really need this rod. Okay. <sighs> the dog, the dog man's just scrabbling around in the blood pool. <laughs> so pretty much combat ended, and you went, "Oh, wait a minute! Uh, it may be down here, kind of thing, or is yeah." So, so you okay? Okay, go ahead. Uh, ten. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna keep looking. Okay. Um, Suzanatari and Bosk. Between the two of you, you are eventually, over the period of about half an hour, able to uh, knock this wall structure down to the point that there's not a necessarily uh, unmarred bit of rock left. You feel that there's been enough compromise done, perhaps, to uh, show that you have achieved a purpose. Okay. Um, with a final kick at the rock, Xanatari stops and has kind of a growing sense of happiness because this is the fulfillment of her solitary quest towards, you know, fighting a great darkness so that she could be accepted by her people as kind of worthy to be a part of them and begins to realize that this might be the conclusion of what she's been looking for and starts to wander over to Thorn to kind of see what he's doing and make sure that he's not um, as injured as he might be and see if there's anything I can do to take care of some of his injuries and interested in what he's doing. Okay. Um, I will point out that the storm still is going above. Uh, take that as you will, Danatari. Uh-huh. 
Uh, Cesar? Mm-hmm. You are able to find a book that is on the dais. It okay. appears to be in an infernal tongue, or written mm-hmm. in an infernal language that you are somewhat familiar with. Okay. Uh... There also appears to be, from your vantage point, something more than just the solitary treasure chest in the room. There appears to be a couple alcoves that can only really be properly seen from on top of the dais. Okay. Uh, Do you wish to do anything with the book? Uh, Is it open or closed? The book at the moment is open. Okay. Uh, I will close it and put it in my uh, backpack. Okay. Do you use your hands to close it, or do you use, like, an arrow or, I mean, a bolt? or uh, Hands. Okay. You succeed in closing the book. Um, through your hands, you feel a sort of shudder. Uh, either the paper weighs a lot or um, something has been disturbed. Mm-hmm. But you are able to put the book in your backpack. Okay. And you have not combusted into a pillar of flame. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, uh, yeah. And I'll take a look. Can I see in, into the alcoves from where I am? Or? Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there, appears, there appears to be additional glinty things. Mm, glinty. Shiny. Nice and shiny. I sneak off into the nearest alcove. Okay. Um, it's something from where the dais is. You can go over, walk over, and you know, reach, reach in and look around and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Any sort of trap detection that you wish to try and make on your own? Mm, I'll just take a cursory look. I don't really excel uh, in that. Like a, just maybe even just a perception, just see if I can see any. Okay, go ahead. Twenty-four. Okay. You don't see anything that looks like an obvious uh, trap in the alcoves that you explore. Okay. Uh, there's currency. Okay. There's uh, a pair of daggers. Okay. <laughs> there is a... Nice. What appears to be a... Um, collapsible sort of crossbow. Okay. And uh, a couple vials of things. Okay, how much currency? It somewhere in the neighborhood of around 600 gold, give or take platinum here or there. Okay, I put 200 in my backpack and yell out to everybody, I found some stuff. I've got some extra treasure in here. It looks like some some gold for us all and a few weapons. Yay. So you're, you're doing everything off estimation, but, you know, okay, fine. Yeah, money, money, about, money, money. Money, <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see here. Daros? Yes. Uh, I guess I would, uh, search the dude that died with the swords. I want to see what the swords are. Okay. The swords have runes on them. They appear to be sharpened, 
somewhat uh, they're like bastard swords in essence they're light light um, bastard swords and they have a somewhat militaristic yet holy quality to them sort of look like something that you find in on the altar of a uh, uh, a paladin or something along those lines. Gotcha. Or wait, the bastard swords. I thought bastard swords were two handers, or are they nope. one handed? One handed. Okay. Well, I would like to take a sword. Take both if nobody else wants a sword. But if uh, Genesee would like one, she may have one. Well, let's put it on the table. We have two daggers. We have a collapsible crossbow. We have a p- plate of some sort, armor. Um, I don't know if scale and plate. Like, if there's two sets or just one set, it's kind of scale or plate. It's, it's one set. It's basically like a half plate, but the rest is filled up with scale. But there is the other chest that nobody has looked into yet. Right. Okay. So there's plenty of weapons for... Does... Thorn does not use daggers. Does Darius use daggers or just short swords? No, I can use daggers as well. It's one-handed swords, short swords, or daggers. Okay. I need fast blades. That's the main thing. That's okay. What I'm all about. Um, Xantari, are you able as a cleric to use uh, blade weapons for your order? I think as long as it's metal, that's probably what matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. So uh, you heard it here first. We'll we'll let that slide for her deity. Okay. So okay. so yeah. If Darius wants to take one, I'll take one. That's fine with me. Okay. Sounds good. Um. You feel that as you pick up the weapons, they are not intelligent in terms of attempting to take control of you or anything, but they feel as if they want to channel something. You said they were holy, so I kind of assumed. Well, they, they look like they look like weapons that would be, you know, sort of militaristic and holy. But these want to channel something. They want to channel sort of a uh, an essence of uh, its wielder. So you're saying maybe they're life tappers? They're not life tappers. You are a you are a you're a cleric. So if you wanted would you if if you defined yourself as an energy source, would you channel yourself more along the lines of the electrical? or the holy aspect of your being? Well, all of her attacks require thunder and are more like a thunder-based electrical attack. You know, so I would say that. Uh, If you give the opportunity, then your your blade uh, will crackle with electricity. Cool. Um, And we'll do an additional, at this point in time, uh, D4 of electrical damage to each hit. Nice. So you roll your normal damage for whatever, and then it will hit and do... Um, okay. Um, what about mine? What on. does mine do? Yeah. Uh, Xantar, did you have something else to add? No, no, just... Okay. Um, and we can look up the bastard uh, sword stats oh. after. Okay. <clears throat> would... What would... Daros... What sort of energy form would Daros 
be epitomized as? I don't know. Uh, life stealing, I would guess. Something like that. Think of a rogue, maybe a poison on it that does poison damage. Uh, something like that. What about uh, like a shadow energy or something? Poisons, fine. Shadow. Uh, I would probably go poisons. Okay. I mean, like poisons laced on my blades would make sense to me. Okay. Uh, some of the grooves on your sword, uh, a couple moments after you have made contact with the sword, uh, mm-hmm. begin to fill or are greased, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. with uh, um, a, a, a shiny liquid. Awesome. Uh, it does not drip from the blade. It's kept rather close to the blade, but it, it, it does eventually coat different points, um, and you will have um, an additional 1d4 points of poison damage to your attacks. Sweet! Okay. Both blades are also extremely well balanced and are uh, plus two to hit. Nice. Yeah, nice. Cool. Okay. All right, Thorn. Because I know we're getting a little rushed. Let's move to Thorn and settle if he wants the crossbow or whatnot, and then. Thorn, do you have? Uh, do you want to try again for the uh, rod? Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Ah, natural 20. You locate the rod. Hooray. Are you going to do something with it? I'm going to put it in my backpack because this could be exactly what I'm looking for. Okay. Um, are but you... I don't want the party to know because they think I might be crazy. Okay. So I do it stealthily. Since Sanitari has been looking at your at uh, her weapon and been focused in that way, Sanitari, uh, are you fine with a momentary lapse, or would you be watching him as a hawk? Um, I I would be fine as with a momentary lapse because. Okay. Yeah, that would be a whole new storyline. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to have to pin him down again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm- I, I'm, I'm not trying to rush the end, but at the same time, I am trying to get through this um, a bit. But, uh, okay, uh, Thorn, you were able to, in a moment, uh, stash the stuff. Um, do you wish to go after any of the additional loot at this point, or are you just going to be Mr. Incognito? Um, I'll, I'll, um, I mean, depending on Cesar, did Cesar want the crossbow? Because I don't mind. I haven't looked at it yet. I don't know if it's better than what I have or anything. Oh, I mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if says is interested, he can look at the crossbow first, and if he doesn't want it, then I'll take it. Okay. Cesar, okay. uh, the crossbow um, is a cl- it collapses down into something roughly the size of a good thick dictionary. Okay. The uh, I don't know what you would call it, but the uh, the bow string, whatever whatever it is that you're supposed to latch back, um, is extremely easy to pull back and engage. Okay. Uh, it's almost as if the string is not there, 
or the the cord is not there. Okay. You'd almost be able to feel that, uh, given timing with this thing, you would be able to snap draw this weapon. Uh, okay. And it's a little less and cumbersome in tight spaces. Mm-hmm. You also notice that uh, it seems to want to channel something as well. Okay. How would you sort of describe your uh, type that you would channel? Hmm. <laughs> uh, most of mine are pretty much untyped. Um... What is, what is an essence of Caesar? Would you say? <laughs> Mothballs of old men. <laughs> Just in Moth. general, like a mechanical or something like that. But I don't know in terms of something that you would channel. You have arcane too, though. You're pretty good with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's too general, though, for what you're looking for. I I, I could do an ar- I could um, do arcane. Um, you could suck magic. <laughs> <laughs> now, are are you so hating the fact that you were stuck in hell that you know you rebel with some degree of radiance? <laughs> Minus fifty you know, undead. Um, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Okay, so just basically, kind of your inner fight for survival and so mm-hmm. forth. Okay, you will do an extra one d four. Okay, it's a plus two. Great, and it's a fast loading. Uh, thing. So it, it would once bonded to you, it would uh, handle nicely your eclipse. Okay. I'm keeping it. Okay. Thorn? Mm-hmm. While you are fishing around down uh, in the um, in the blood pool, you do also find a ring. Just mm-hmm. one ring. Just one ring. The one ring? Not the one ring. <laughs> you a got ring. the one ring. <laughs> a, a ring that confuses them all. Uh, and it is uh, also magical. Mm-hmm. And it is not a ring to have encountered before. Make it plus five acrobatics. <laughs> <laughs> or luck. Are you going to, uh, any, any desire to pocket this thing or chuck it back because you've got your... No, I'll, uh, I'll pocket it. Okay. Um, we will roll up a random effect on that ring at some points because those normally have to be tried on. Yep. Okay, so we still have the armor on the floor. Mm-hmm. Which, in the absence of Bosk, who uh, wandered off into the corner momentarily, mm-hmm. uh, Xanatari will pick up and examine. Okay. Uh, field plates with uh, fortification. So, pretty much what that means is it's a plus two set of uh, plate armor, but it's treated as a half plate in terms of um, weight and so forth but uh, the wielder will have a bonus against getting critted. Okay. Pretty much, it pretty much is going to be damn near impossible to crit on whoever wears this. Nice. 
So that's some good stuff. There's Do we have a chest the, left? There's the what? chest left. The chest has a couple wands in it. Okay. It has a assortment of rings. Word. And a couple vials of uh, liquid in it, along with uh, currency. Word. All told, about roughly 2,000. Nice. Gold, platinum, and gems. Uh, I'll take all the money, because <laughs> I'm a thief, so I'm going to steal everything. Um, <laughs> I guess distribute the cash evenly. Okay. There's also the in a very ancient piece of parchment at the bottom. Uh, it appears to be the original deed and charter for the Keep of the Shadowfell. Oh. Sort of the establishing martial document um, authorizing the creation and uh, use of the Keep. I'm totally building a summer home right on the Steros. But it is, it is easily as old as the Keep and maybe either a historical or uh, some other type hey, of life. we got the deed to this place. That means it's our house now. Awesome. Yeah. It's Bam. one of the spooky castles. Shadow Keep. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the close text. <laughs> Sweet. It's going to be our nightclub. <laughs> yes. Bloodpool included. Or just a really good haunted house come, you know, fall festivals, Halloween. <laughs> yeah, some, some, somewhere a gelatinous cube burps with Kirk's body in it and future residency. No, Kirk, no! Keep of, keep, of, keep of the flaming gelatinous cube. <laughs> right. Keep of the thorn fell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I guess uh, if we've gathered everything up, I say we head back to town. Yeah. Right. Do we care to stop and talk to um, <sighs> Sir Keegan, or we just like blow Sir Keegan off? Like, you know, we'll deal with you later when we put in chandeliers. Right. We're gonna put some big windows in here. Bay you're windows. you're you're going to have to pass the pass through the room that uh, Sir Keegan is in. Um. But when you get there, the room is empty, and there are just collapsed piles of bone oh. all over. Nice. Um, there are peace. there are the banners and flags that were being held up. Um, the flags are amongst the bone piles. The banners are still on the wall. Right. Okay. okay. Cool. Well, good. He has peace now. That's right. Loot him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's loot him. Let's oh, loot stuff. him. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a uh, a dagger. Ooh. Oh, nice. And there is approximately sixty gold <laughs> between <laughs> platinum. He and won't need that anymore. I'll take the dagger. Okay. We still have two. You know, we haven't even looked at. Oh yep. yeah, that's right. Yep. But I'll take this one too. <laughs> He's like, I need a dagger on every part of my body. Right. I need a dagger sticking out my armor. Pretty That's much for the dagger. Pretty much for the daggers, I'll do like a random roll at some point in time uh, to figure out the effects of those. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
everyone to my to everyone to my knowledge has gotten a main weapon and or bit of armor. Let's go through, right? Yeah, I've gotten a I've gotten a ring and uh, an armor piece. Yes. Okay. No, a ring and a sword. Sorry. Okay. All right. So everyone's fairly balanced in terms of uh, treasure heading out of here. That's good. Everyone will go eventually for before the next session. Go to level six. Nice. Yay. And we can all get back to town. Okay. I'll As follow you, everybody else. I'm going to use fast I have no travel. No idea where I am. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is clear that uh, there's been a slight shift in the atmosphere around the keep as you emerge into the sunlight. It is the high sun of noon, and with the exception of a few clouds wisping around, uh, the, res- the radiance of Paylor shines upon and almost scrubs the keep in its light. Uh, birds are singing in the trees. They're singing there Lady is... Gaga songs. <laughs> can't, can't find... <laughs> can't, what is it? Can't see my poker face? What are they singing? Right. Or... Mary the Night? What? <laughs> or because, you know, the oppression is gone, they're now 21 minutes of Freebird. Oh. Yeah, yes! Oh! They're playing Freebird! Yeah! <laughs> Very good. Alright. Heading back into town, uh, you soon encounter approximately halfway a band of hunters, militia, and townspeople being led by the priestess towards the keep. She seems extremely surprised, yet almost relieved to see every one of you. And... Does she remember us this time? Yes. Does she remember Cesar? <laughs> no. Like, she does not remember Cesar. <laughs> She's just kind of like, wow, that Kirk guy got really old. I wonder <laughs> if we have the spells to fix this. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> did he get old. Shucks. <laughs> uh, they got older, Harry. Yeah. The And she, of course, does not recognize Thorn. Right. Um, she explains that basically Paylor, uh, there was a near eclipse of Paylor by a blood-red object... And what appeared to have been an eye opening in the sky above the keep. Uh, we're talking miles wide and everything. All of a sudden, however, a beam of light had shot from the keep, struck the single eye that looked somewhat orcish, and both the eye and the... Um, the object attempting to eclipse the sun uh, vanished. The priestess would, of course, like a full report and is extremely eager to hear any and all tales that you have. 
Um, in fact, she's probably as close to giddy as possibly could be, and the uh, townspeople are extremely happy. Okay. Um, since I know Daros is kind of reluctant to talk to her, mm-hmm. <laughs> being <laughs> undead and all. Perfect. <laughs> right. And I have no idea what's going on. Exactly. <sighs> um, I would just fill her in on the basics of the fact that the threat has ended and we defeated the portal which was opening up in the lowest portion of the keep and that I wouldn't enter the keep because there's still some dangers of monsters and cubes and things inside, but that Sir Keegan has found his rest and that we save the day. Oh. Save so, the day! The, the, the priest, the priest the ex- exclaims, so Calarel is dead? Or ha- has been dispatched? Yes. Um, seriously, was that guy Calarel? Because we never found, yes. like, a name tag. Okay, just yes. checking. Yes! Um, yes, he has. Yes. Um, she, she almost collapses. This is the sort of, like, the best news that, um, this, this town has heard in forever. Uh, it is literally the dawn of a new day, and there's just, she is at a loss for words. I tell her that she should be careful, though, because he sent his son off in a star to another planet. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. <laughs> wow. I hear Matt getting on Skype right now because he's heard mention of a comic book. <laughs> At Comixology, if you wish to sponsor us, mm-hmm. we too can fit comic book references here and there. Email Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, everyone, pretty much, uh, if, if you want to be carried back on the shoulders of the people, go ahead. Um, if not, you're going to have to just sort of deal with the, the heroic crush of people as they uh, cheer and slap you on the back and all that other stuff. Back into town. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but, you know, for, for a backwater trading area, you get the the equivalent of the Roman Legion, you know, heading back into the city for their uh, triumphant march. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Sether is completely overwhelmed, seeing as he went straight from 70-plus years of bondage under horrible undead creatures to that short amount of time in the keep to this is amazing. (laughs) He has no idea what to say or what to do. He just sort of you know, sort of bathes in the adoration and the praises and the mead and the the kisses and everything. It, it's amazingly green out here. Um, yeah, that's all. All the fires seem nicely contained to little fire pits, and it, it, it seems like such such well ordered, but without the evil. Right. Well, I guess Darius would be kind of shocked a little bit too, because he's a revenant. No one ever. He's always been alone and never does anything. So he's kind of, uh, I guess, taken aback a little bit because of the uh, generosity and uh, the love the people in the town are showing towards him, especially him being a revenant. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> yep. Um, it, it, it seems that for everyone's quirks. Um, they're not too sure what to do as far as Thorn, because um, he is kind of the shaggy wolfman guy, but if the party right. hasn't, like, stabbed him and isn't dragging him out as a trophy, then I guess they're okay with that, but, you know, they're a little hesitant to be 
somewhat around him. He's also covered with blood. I'm sure he stinks. Well, you all, you all are pretty much covered <laughs> head to toe with uh, things from the, the the great flop of. We haven't had a bath in like freaking two, three days. We're nasty it's true. and grime and goo and blood and everything else kicked on us. I've been stabbed by every trap in the place. <laughs> you know, you all smell. You all smell like a little like marshmallow. You know, burnt marshmallow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Yep, Xanatar is excited um, that that everybody's so happy and uh, feeling the praise of all the village makes her feel like she can go back home and triumph and just kind of like a taste of the future of what's going to happen when she finds her people back again. Xanatar, you sort of feel from your deity that perhaps this may become known before you even arrive. But your deity is extremely pleased with you. You know, a, a great evil has been taken out. So is this party going to, like, rage on all day, all night? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's, a tra- it's a traveling town. I think a few wagons are going to get pillaged for some uh, for some hooch and right. food. But they, they, they basically put it up, put you guys up in, you know, the best house that right. they've got there. It's food's cooking. People are trying to drop off. Treats or trinkets or just you know, gotcha. uh, be heroes by proxy sort of deal. Gotcha. Let's take a uh, shower and sit at the fire. Okay, so as the night is going on, uh, everything's starting to wind down. We're in our little house. We're in the tavern, drinking mead with each other, enjoying a nice evening. Everything's starting to wear down a little bit. Uh, Daros goes up to the group. Uh, seems that Xanatari and Cesar are the two that are still kind of awake. Bosk has drunk himself into a stupor and has fallen asleep. <laughs> uh, Thorn, we tied up outside because he's not housebroken. Um, <laughs> uh, Darius walks up to the table where we're all, uh, where everybody's sitting and sits down with everyone and says, I think this is where our paths must part. Uh, and he pulls out the trinket that had fallen off of Kurik. Or off the creature that, uh, the thing that was controlling the thing that killed Kirk. I can't remember exactly how that all went down, but uh, he lays it out and says, I must go now. I have to figure out what happened to his people and see if these were the people that my mother came from and follow this trinket to where that's come from. Hopefully our paths will cross again and we may travel together, but as of right now, my path leads me in a different direction from all of you. Uh, I've enjoyed adventuring with you and you've all shown great courage uh even you Cesar, even though i've only met you for a short time <laughs> and uh so darius would uh shake the hands of everyone there uh pat bosk on the back <laughs> knowing not to wake him because he's a giant and he'll knock everything over <laughs> and uh proceed to the door put my cloak up and uh start heading out of the tavern away from everyone Daros, um, you will find that somehow on your cloak there is an emblem of Palor that has been um, affixed to uh, your cloak. Emblem and, uh, of Palor. Yep. Okay. What would that do? Does it do anything? It. Even right. though, even even though you have been hesitant to enter the church, 
um, it just it just marks you as someone who is a friend, or perhaps it's just the the way the priestess thinks that she can thank you without insulting you, because she's yeah, always been okay. attempting to not insult you. But it, it seems that there is it, it is a a mark of some kind for you. Very cool, awesome, sweet, nice. Pretty much, pretty much. If 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 the constables go, wait, he's undead. Wah. It's sort of the okay. Wait, he's done something. You know, it, it's that's good for me. Play it down. Uh, play play it down. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. I kind of scare most people when I come into a town. <laughs> Xanatari, do you have any response to this? I guess I would watch him as he began to walk away and kind of speak softly, knowing that he could probably hear what I'm saying um, with his acute senses and. Just thank him for for being uh, my friend, and that he changed my mind about the undead. And I see that there are some out there that have honor and that are uh, on the good side, despite the fact that you know I previously thought that all the undead were inherently evil. And just wish him well, and hope that our paths cross again. That would be cool, because then Darius is walking away. Uh would just have a little smile on his face as he's leaving, <laughs> knowing that he heard it. <laughs> mm. <sighs> okay. Any closeout since uh, Bosca's not here, we can maybe have him record something a little later on if he wants to add that in as an extra. But, um... Xanatari, do you have anything additional before we close out tonight? Well, like I said, this is a very new and amazing and wonderful thing for Cesar. He breaks down and cries initially and just, it's just so taken aback by all everything is just nice. He's never really seen nice before, but he, you know, eventually starts to get used to it and he's sort of the life of the party and is carousing and talking to everyone. He's, you know, he gathers a big group around and tells them basically his life story of of his, you know, how he's brought up in slavery and uh, the the whole story of how he was finally able to escape and the way he developed his skills and things like that. And it's a wonderful story. And by the end of it, he's slurring his words and repeating things. And, <laughs> um, but he keeps he keeps on. He in, like he's never seen this much amazing food. He's just used to gruel and stale bread, and he just gorges himself and on pretty much everything and overdoes it and ends up conked out, probably sprawled on a table in the middle of everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, With a big smile on his face. Cesar, mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your alignment? Mm, let me check. I would say probably neutral good, but I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, uh, I think it, it might just even just be straight neutral. Where is it okay. on the sheet? If you would like, Cesar, you have the option, if you wish, to go based on the actions that you've just described in your adventures here. Having been in the pits of hell, if you wish to go to a chaotic good, mm. you um, or a chaotic neutral, you would be uh, allowed to do so, since you are no longer under the iron rule of law and evil. I think he's good with neutral, because he's still pretty selfish at this point. You notice I pocketed some of the gold, and he's not entirely too concerned with the well-being of others, at least at this point. So I think I'm going to keep him at just straight neutral right now. 
Very good. Okay. Uh, I think that accounts for everyone, so thank you all for joining us on the Keep of the Shadowfell. Sorry, go ahead and take us out. As the sound of the village partying grows softer in the distance, thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com, subscribe on iTunes, and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers, and also the Geek Bits podcast on regular guys talking about geeky stuff. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at geekbits.net. Join us for a worldwide adventure. You can't stay tuned for next week because we won't continue this particular adventure, but hopefully we'll get some people um, listening that want to join us and we'll be able to continue in a couple weeks with Thunderspire Labyrinth. So write us if you're interested and uh, we definitely need more party members. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, uh, Daros? I can't yes. mute either, Thor. You can hear it in the recording. I hate you. <laughs>